Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, Is It Worth It, our special series here on uh, Failure to Launch. Um, yeah, today we are doing um, a little bit of a different movie from the types we've been doing. Uh, still a popular one, one that people like, but uh, we're going to be looking at um, Moneyball today. Get your money balls, please. Please, over here, get your money balls. Um, I didn't really have a bit for this. I thought there was going to be something funnier happening, but I'm mm-hmm. realizing that I don't have any uh, Wait. clever ideas. I'm, I'm Wait. Gonna... Wait. Hmm? 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 Who the hell are you? Uh, Charles isn't here. Here's the deal. Who are Charles you? Charles <laughs> has actually uh, moved to Saudi Arabia. However, the deal with that is, is that I went down there myself and made sure that he only could stay in his basement, Wi-Fi less, windowless, uh, no bread. Um, so that's his situation right now. So uh, the deal right. is, is that I'm going to be taking over for him. He's not going to be taking over anything I do. And um, okay, I think it'll make me a lot happier. So that's what's that's what's important here. Okay. Um, okay. Well, but the, who are you? Oh, uh, <laughs> a broken man. Um, okay. <laughs> My name is uh, uh, John Mayer, John Clayton Mayer. My name is Jake Music. Um, I've been on well, here once yeah. before. I don't know you if have you remember been who on I am. Hey, do, you, do you remember my voice? Do you remember my voice? My sultry voice? Yes, I do. I, well, luckily, okay. I do. But um, yeah, Charles is out of town this weekend. He's with family. And um, I decided I still wanted to get in. Is it worth it out? So I, I contacted you. I asked you... Uh, you want to do one of these? What what's like a classic movie that everybody loves that that you love and could talk about a lot? And uh, um, I don't know. We, we me and you have talked about this movie before, so I don't know why. But I was I was a little surprised you picked this one. Look, here's the deal. It's one of the few movies I don't. Okay, I don't regularly watch movies on my own. I have to admit, I, I have to admit, I'm not a motion picture fanatic. Uh-huh. I'm not one of those people. However. That's why we have you on here for specialized movies. It's like right. music movies. Uh, you like this movie because you love baseball. And then uh, this week we're going to do a Harry Potter episode also with you. Because because from what I've seen from you, those are the three things I know about you. Yeah, you like those baseball, are the three movies I watch. You like baseball, you like music, and um, you like Harry Potter. Those are – we've been friends, close to best friends, possibly best friends for, let's say uh, – five six years um those are the three things i know about you yeah i think that's enough yeah. <laughs> I, I think that i think that sums you up you haven't you haven't put forth anything besides that so no i don't need to exactly i have a very limited personality um but uh yeah and you know i was excited to get the facts you sent this morning 3 a.m mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh nice little nice little wake-up call um about this and, and you know i i think this is one of the few movies that i'll actually i've actually watched on my own like i actually you've chosen to and put yeah. it in my laptop yeah, yeah. and watched it i'd never do that i don't watch <laughs> movies on my own but i will mm-hmm. watch i've watched that movie on my own so that's the one that naturally I well it's a combination of like a million things that you like it's like baseball and yeah brad pitt brad pitt <laughs> jonah hill <laughs> jonah hill 
Chris Pratt, uh, early Chris Pratt. The early 2000s, you know. Yeah. That's my, that's my jam. The Oakland A's, your favorite team. Oh, yes. I love the <laughs> Oakland Athletics. Mm. I, I'd be hard known for as the Philadelphia Athletics. Is it true? Yeah, that is true. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah um, very uh, different type of um, sports movie this is. Yeah, I think it's, it's more. Because uh, it's very it's a very economics based, which is also a type of movie that I really like watching. You know, what I mean? intellectual. It's uh, Aaron Sorkin script, which is um. Oh, okay. Great, great. Okay, okay. Like I know what that means. <laughs> no, he wrote um the West Wing, uh, Social Network, oh, gotcha. a lot of these like very dialogue heavy like um films, and you you get a lot of that in this this movie because I think in this movie you have the stereotypical quote unquote stereotypical. Uh, like sports movie like it starts from the bottom um and then like you work your way up it's it's the rocky story it started in rocky in the 70s yeah. and every sports movie has had that since yeah. then um and i i also like it particularly because i kind of like the economic movies i was economics mm-hmm. kind of found movie i was a fan of you know wall street one and two yeah and, yeah, yeah. Uh, i always Douglas. found those yeah i was found those yeah. movies really interesting just because of the Mm-hmm. I don't You'd know, like, I feel um, like I was much more efficient than I actually was. I was just sitting on my couch watching a movie about people making lots of money. If you haven't um, seen it, you'd like uh, The Big Short. I should see. I should see that. See, it's here's the it's deal. Ba- the Big Short is based on a book by Michael Lewis, who wrote the book uh, Moneyball too. So it's very oh, similar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I should watch that. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know how many times. I think if you had counted, or if if you had gotten a dime for every single time I had said uh, I should watch that. In our conversation, <laughs> I think you would probably, you'd probably be right. I have a good amount of money. <laughs> yeah, I think it would just be. It, it's it would actually kind of be sad how rich you would be. You just kind of be like, you, you almost start to pity me a little bit. You probably give me like three dimes and be like, here, please just yeah. go rent a movie. And I'd be like, this is not enough to rent a movie. How can I forget this movie has great uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in it too? Yeah, in um small smaller role for him um as a. Uh, Forget the guy's name. The 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 manager. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know if yeah. anybody know who you're talking about. Art Howe. Art Howe. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Him. You look him up in real life. Does not look like Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie. No. Um, no, no. Same with um. So Jonah Hill's character is actually a fictional character. It's based on a guy named um, Paul D. Podesta. Um, mm-hmm. but they didn't use his name, and I think he might be a combination of like two or three people. Right. They they do that in a lot of biopics because it makes it easier. Yeah. Um but he uh is a very thin man in real life, is not in the film, um, which is which is okay. But <laughs> just just imagine like Paul D. Podesta is probably like he's like in his forties when Moneyball happened, and then he sees this movie where like a twenty seven year old chubby <laughs> kid plays Jonah Hill, the kid from yeah, Superbad. <laughs> um I- I think it was a. I mean, we'll get into this later, but I think it was actually a, a perfect choice for it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Jonah Hill's actually a great actor. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's he, it's interesting that he could do a, a movie like this. Well, this is kind of what led him down the road, like because then he did um, Wolf of Wall Street with DiCaprio and Scorsese. Right. He did um, War Dogs. I don't, that's not on the same level, but he did. Um, he directed some stuff. He he's in mostly dramas now. Right. Yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if you lo- saw the last season of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he opens the Spite Deli. That was one of my favorite <laughs> bits. 
I have not. Did you seen see that? that? Oh yeah, I've okay. not seen that. But I I know they just got renewed for season. Yeah, 11. I'm excited and, for that. Uh, I got a lot of catch up. You know, I've seen probably all the episodes up to about season eight or nine or something. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking through the the cast now. I have it pulled up on my laptop. And me too. It's it's kind of funny seeing the way that um I see these players' names that they have. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting to me because a lot of these names I recognize because they were sure. around when I was growing up watching baseball sure um but here's the deal i you know when i started really getting into baseball i had this game mm-hmm. and uh a lot of all these players were like in their prime like scott hatterberg played by chris pratt he was yeah, like, yeah. In this game, he was really good so i was like oh he's really good like david <laughs> justice was well, actually he didn't play anymore because he was old but i knew he was on the yankees you know ron washington was a manager and then i also think it's really funny because there's guitarist joe satriani in the movie really plays, yeah he plays a star spangled banner and uh oh yeah who he actually played for i believe the um raiders opening day instead i think that's actually what he did okay he, but yeah yeah yeah, but yeah, yeah. They, they threw him in there but um it was that's also cool. really interesting because when i started getting into guitar because if you guys people don't know i'm a, kind of a musician I'm a little bit of a guitarist I don't know. Um, I don't know. the first movie or the first thing that really got me into guitar when i was a kid before i even cared about the guitar sure was this video of joe satriani playing and every morning i would wake up at like 6 45 because i had way too much energy and uh <laughs> i would put in the vhs try to figure out how to get it to work and then just watch the same performance that joe satriani gave every single morning every like, day yeah like every single day every day you just watched joe satriani yeah, play I, like, the star spangled banner that was no, no, like no. I would like watch you... I would watch some other performance of him. But oh, it was... oh, oh, I thought I thought it was legit of him <laughs> no, playing the Star Spangled Banner. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I was very patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> was rise, no one else was in the room. Okay, I misinterpreted that. <laughs> Every day cool. I'd wake up and listen to the Star Spangled. I'd Man. salute. <laughs> I'd salute. Stand at attention in silence. <laughs> exactly. If anyone disrupted me, my day was ruined. <laughs> I was a real George Washington as a five-year-old. Yeah. I remember the first time. Uh, do you remember the first time you watched this movie? I was probably way too young to really understand it. But when the first. 2011. Really so we would have been around it, like 10, 11. When it I would have been 10 or 11 or 12. So I was probably 11 or 12 and I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention. But it was baseball. So I really liked it. And mm-hmm. I remember, you know, the, the scene with with you know uh chris pratt hitting hit that hitting that big home run yes that was the scene that i watched the movie for well, that's that's the every every sports movie my theory well not even my theory i think it's a rule every sports movie needs like a goosebumps moment you know where where it gives you you goosebumps on your arm yeah. you, you you breathe a little heavier but like it's like it, it like you feel it. have you ever seen like uh robert uh redford in the natural when he um hits that ball in through the light and it like explodes. Right. It's like that. Right. It's that like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of moments like that in the natural. It's, it's when um, Rocky's running up the steps. So I, I think Chris Pratt hitting that home run was, was that moment for this movie. Yeah. And that, yeah. and that just felt so uh, special to me, especially because first of all, it was real. Like it happened. Like, yeah. You can go back and watch the real highlight and it's, yeah, it's I, I think insane that's cool. as well to watch yeah, it. Yeah. 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 And secondly, it's I think it's one of the best 
like sports movie scenes that I've seen just because of the way that, first of all, they film it. It seems so isolated. I think they did yes. a really great job of capturing because if you well, ever the play sound, baseball, yeah. you step into the box, the, the big old batter's box, the big nice rectangle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're, you feel, I mean, you're alone up there. You know, there's really no one. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. one to help you up there. It's you sure. and the pitcher. And with that scene with Scott Hatterberg, it was kind of, mm-hmm. it felt like it was really between him and the pitcher. And mm-hmm. That was something that was really, I thought they did a tremendous job with specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the sound design in that that part is excellent because right. it's basically silent and then you just hear the crack as the bat hits the ball. And it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is, yeah, the sound this design is, was... yeah. Excellent. Um, this movie was a hit. Um, people loved this movie. Yeah. Um, nominated for six Oscars. That's for a sports movie. That's that's pretty rare. Sometimes you'll get like a random like supporting actor actress nod for a sports movie or like a right. Rocky. Rocky is pretty much Rocky and Raging Bull, but I wouldn't even call Raging Bull a sports movie. I'd say it's more a drama that has sports in it. Hmm. Um, but Rocky is a um, like a sports movie that won best picture. And I think it's one of, or if not the only one that did, but this movie was nominated for six, did not win any, but it was nominated for best picture, best right. actor, Brad Pitt, best supporting actor, Jonah Hill. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought he was good, but um, if you think about the context of the time, I think that's interesting. Cause mm. like Jonah, obviously we know Jonah Hill is a great actor now. Like we were just talking but back then he was the kid from super bad, you know? Right. So yeah. the fact that he was Oscar nominated. The fact that he could have that much of a turn, mm-hmm. right. And then editing, now, sound mixing, and screenplay with less. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show off to everyone your very cool talent. Who won the best picture for this year? For this Argo. Movie? Wait, no. Argo. No, it wouldn't have been Argo. This is the year before. This is 2011. Let me think. Okay. I know this. Okay. We're going to step back. Everyone's going to step okay. back. Okay. So 20 Golf announcement is going to begin. The- He's lining up the shot. Okay, I'm thinking because I do. I know <laughs> I know this. Um, 2011. He's gonna watch. Oh, movie. this is the artist. This is the year where that oh. French silent movie won. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> that hasn't aged. Uh, that we we have a segment where we talk about what hasn't aged well. Despite that not being part of the, the this movie, I'd say that's aged the worst. Because <laughs> nobody talks about that movie ever. <laughs> I didn't um, even know it existed. I didn't know that was a thing. It's like a weird silent movie that's like a throwback. Like, it, it's the perfect Oscar movie. I get why. And looking mm-hmm. at the other nominees, I'll, I'll tell you the other nominees. We have the artist. We have Hugo. Did you see Hugo? The weird clock movie with the kid. Yeah, and, I know of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Moneyball, The Help, which at the time was seen as a great movie. Now it's seen as a little bit regressive in terms of like civil rights and all that. I'm not going to get into that, but um, people don't like that movie now. Uh, War Horse, hmm. which is a movie about a horse, extremely loud and incredibly close, which apparently sucks. Um, <laughs> it's about 9-11, and apparently it's really bad. Hmm. Um, the Tree of Life, which is a weird, another Brad Pitt movie. Um, like a weird, um, I think it's, let me see who made that. Terrence Malick, that's who it is, yeah. Oh, okay. Weird guy. Um the Descendants with George Clooney and Midnight in Paris, which was a Woody Allen movie. Oh, okay. But I but I like Midnight in Paris. 
That's um, that there were two Brad Pitt movies that were nominated for Best Picture. Has it yeah. ever really happened before where there were two where there was an actor who was nom who was in two films that was nominated? I think it ha- like it happens picture. more often than you think. Hmm. But usually what happens is that actor won't get nominated for any Oscars because they'll cancel each other out. Oh, okay. Sometimes, but that didn't happen here because he got nominated for Moneyball. Right. Um lost that Oscar um to Jean Dujardin from the artist, uh, another one that hasn't aged well because nobody cares yeah. about that movie. I'm gonna, <laughs> watch, I'm gonna have to watch this movie and yell at yeah. it because the fact <laughs> it beat it, Moneyball. It beat, it beat everything in Moneyball. That's so stupid. That doesn't well, make any sense. Not even Moneyball because this is this is a pretty bad year. Like The Help, War Horse, Hugo, right? Yeah, those are like incredibly movies. close. I don't think those are best picture movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think Moneyball should have won. If anything, I'd probably say, I don't know. I don't like saying that Woody Allen should have won, but Midnight in Paris is excellent. Uh, The Tree of Life is a very pretentious movie, but I get the appeal. And then The Descendants is a really good, um, depressing movie, but it's good. Um, Clooney probably should have won the Oscar for that. But but Moneyball for sure has a shot here that I think... Right. I think in terms of staying power... um, only Moneyball and the Tree of Life probably have that. I'd say out of all these, yeah, I think I think Moneyball has really because it's just a well, it's, it's the most mainstream, right? It's and the it's most a, accessible, yeah, and it's also such an important moment, especially in, not just in baseball history but in sports history. Sports history because well, it, it marked a change mm-hmm. because I'm a big basketball guy, and um, um, Daryl Morey, who runs the uh, Rockets, I don't know if I've right. told you about him, but I, I right. did a whole project about essay about him one time. Um, basically kind of took the Moneyball strategy, applied it to basketball. Right. Um, and that's how we got the three-point era, basically. is like, is like we, he's like, three-pointers count more. We should shoot way more of them, which you would think would be obvious, but here we are. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he basically ushered in the three-point era, which you can always, uh, which you can go back to Billy Bean and um, Moneyball. And then yeah. Paul D. Podesta, who I was talking about, uh, I think he runs or he's an advisor for, uh, I think, the Browns now. So you, you're seeing a lot of more data-based analysis mm-hmm. in football, too. Um, I don't keep up with hockey. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Um, but I think I think a more economic, not economics, but this is kind of economics. It's, it's not, it's, it's not, not, it, it's, it's not in, in, the, in the traditional way you think, like, like we said, Wall Street, the big short, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But it is in a way of like taking a look at numbers and cost benefit analysis and like um, all that type right. of stuff. Right. The and only difference it's... is the only difference would be between instead of you know money or you know cash flow, it's just runs scored. You know, exactly prevented. Yeah. And and it is. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to credit it for something it's not. But it, it does actually have a lot of um, parallels. Uh, I know it's a biopic, so it's it's really just real life. But um, it has a lot of parallels to real life in society. Like um, Jonah Hill says, he's like, they are viewed unfairly for things that like don't affect actually how they play. Right. And that's true of real life for anything. You will be evaluated unfairly based on things that are not inherent to your character and stuff. And, and I think it, it uh, everybody loves an underdog. So to see these like kind of group of misfits come together and uh, right. do that, it's, you know, it's a very serious version of the bad news bears. That's um, what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also think it's wait, really wait. Imagine Walter Matthau as Billy Bean in this movie. <laughs> like we're gonna get the best player. 
I think it's also really interesting because now baseball is probably one of the most um, statistics based games there is. And I think it's, um, I think it's the one where statistics with basketball, it's more random with baseball. You can really kind of boil everything. Yeah. 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 And I think it's really interesting because, because it's more procedural. Right. And and it almost seems like now people are, are look at statistics so much where it's almost become, you know, the opposite effect where, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you you look at the numbers and you know i'll take for example the yankees because that's the team i know the best and sure they have one of the biggest statistic departments analytics departments in in baseball and in sports well yeah because they're um, they're the richest so. they're not actually the richest they Are they, they? they have the, they have the biggest value but they don't have the biggest contracts threshold i know um, I, the nationals are but are much higher actually i think they're like two or three and the dodgers i think are number one but i'm not sure um but that what I was going to say with the Yankees is the fact that um, there are still certain ineffable qualities of, of players and of athletes that will dictate whether a team performs or not. You know, it comes yeah. I mean, if you look at the Nationals, the Nationals were not a team that were statistically really inclined to win a World Series. But with players like Howie Kendrick being able to come through in moments that mattered. Right. They were able to win the World Series um, compared to a bunch of other teams that had the power and the t- and the stats on their side to really push them but that's kind of sports nerd so, talk. so do you do you think it's gone too far the other way you think you think i it's think two statistics based now i think that it's very easy now for for baseball organizations to lose their focus in terms mm-hmm. of um and lose their amount of ex- the years of experience that they've had with certain players like mm-hmm. you look at Derek jeter statistically offensively he was a great player batted over 300 three 3,400 hits, Hall of Famer in that regard. Right. Defensively, he's notorious for being incredibly below average. There's a, there's a stat that generally right. shows how many runs you save as a, he was a shortstop, and there mm-hmm. runs how and there as, there's a stat that shows how many runs you save over the course of your career, and it's plus if you've saved runs and minus if you've if you've given up runs. And he, while he had you know he didn't really make a whole ton of errors or anything. Mm-hmm. his ability and his range led him to have a really bad stat. He had negative 154. So he gave right. 154 right. runs as a shortstop. Right. But obviously you would want Derek Jeter but on your team. Like anybody Derek, would want him. Yes. But because he's Derek Jeter and he's the right. captain and he's a leader, you know, you, you see that with the same players, you have people who are the natural great guys, but then you have someone like, Aaron Judge, who is a, um, while he may not be batting 350, or, you know, he has, he's a great player statistically, mm-hmm. and both offensively and defensively, he's still a leader, though. He's still kind of, when he hits a home run, the rest of the team starts picking themselves up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there aren't really a whole ton of players I've seen that can do something like that, you know? I mean, but that's kind of sports nerd talk. What I, what I would say is that, yes, I think that a lot of the time, especially in baseball, people start to overlook and go way too deep into stats. And you kind of have to sometimes keep it really kind of baseline. You have to say, can mm-hmm. he come through? Does the, do the nerves get to him? Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people will say, well, it doesn't really matter because some like 87% <laughs> of the time he's going to get a walk when facing left-handed people at three Oh seven o'clock on a Saturday afternoon when it's slightly rainy. It's like, <laughs> cool. can he come through in the clutch right right um, (laughs) and so that's kind of what i think is the main and that's something that's interesting about moneyball is the fact that i feel like there will almost be an event like the nationals 
where the statistics kind of go off to the side for a second. Yeah. And baseball is just kind of baseball and it's a very primal and basic yeah. state. But that's my, those are my seven cents that, on it. That's your spiel. Um, yeah. I think this also has a great um, kind of not economic, but like a, a, not, not even an indictment, but a, a, view of how certain things work in the world economically like like it's presented that the a's have really no chance and it's not really fair because they just don't have as much money as other teams yes so so basically the whole thing is that they just have to get the best value players for what they have um and thanks to jonah hill and brad pitt's like kind of genius in this area they are able to do that but it, it is a a question and a a thing of like morals and ethics like it's like, like right. they have a um, a great player at the beginning who who leaves them. I think was it for the Yankees or the Red Sox or um, Giambi? Uh, Jer- well, Jeremy Giambi. Oh, right, Jason Giambi and Johnny Damon, both yeah. of whom went both to the Red Sox and eventually the Yankees. Red Sox. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, and then they they signed his brother. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's it's like they they go to these big market teams and um, this is a thing that doesn't really happen in other sports. Well, it kind of does because like obviously like most players, I always go back to the NBA because that's the sport I love and watch the most. Um, players will want to play with the Lakers or mm-hmm. the Heat. Um, all those I'm going through LeBron's career, but um, <laughs> um, because they're big markets, but because there's a salary cap, there's a cap in in right and restrictions in basketball that do not exist in baseball like a player could sign with the Cavs or the sacramento kings you know if they build the right team because they have equal opportunity there with like all the um they ever they can all afford it because it's they all have the same pretty much set of money right and i think in a lot of ways it's a lot better as you're bringing up because you know as you're saying it's not so much about how much money you have in your pocket, but really what minds can you put together to, f- to form a team that can succeed right. with the salary limit you're given. I think a lot of the time now, you know, Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer were both being paid north of $35 million last year during the World Series run. Right. That is so much money for <laughs> two people. Fun. That's yeah. $70 million for two players who pitch maybe one or two times in the world series they're important but they won a world series i mean that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) yeah they won a world series so it was worth it but a lot of the other times yeah it's not a team like the red sox (laughs) yes who had one of the biggest salaries last season it wasn't worth it for them you know and for the same with the dodgers they had they have one of the biggest salaries or salary amounts in in baseball and in sports and it still doesn't matter same with the phillies you know, the, the, the Angels just paid $400 million, over $400 million for 13 years of Mike Trout. They're going to pay him $40 million a year, basically. Well, actually, a little under that. Um, well, no, it was about $440 million for 13 years. So about, yeah, $41 million a year um, for one player. And they have some other dudes, but they're not a World Series contender. It's a lot of it's a lot of how much how many tickets can we sell with these players mm-hmm. and sometimes with nba teams it's like that it's you like know, that too for it well yeah, i mean the... how many teams are in the mlb there are 30 there's that's what i thought there's 30 in the nba too right. 29 teams won't win the world series 
or right. the NBA championship, you know? So mm-hmm. sometimes it does have to be about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, you know, you got to keep your lights on, you got to you know, pay the right. bills. And, but I think it's, it's a little interesting to me because with the NBA, you're, you can tank to get good draft picks, but if you sign high quality, you know, high level players, mm-hmm. it's not always, you got to sell the tickets, but also it's not so much a worry about how much more money can we get out of them in order to boost our salary. And sometimes you can't pay the max cap limit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But even so, it's, I think in baseball, it's a lot more of who can we bring on the team to start selling a whole ton of tickets mm-hmm. so we can, first of all, make a lot of money, which happens in every sport. But secondly, get a lot of money for our salary in the next three to five years. Sure. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird thing because you're using the player as like an advertisement. And yeah. And no, all and players it's like, are advertisements, yeah. but especially so like you're not, you didn't bring them on the team to win a world series. You brought that's them on an- the team that's another th- tickets. That's another thing that this movie does a little well is how players are treated like commodities. Mm-hmm. And, and when we watch sports, it's really easy to forget that these are human people. Yeah. These are real humans with lives and families, you know, right. and, and we just treat them as like pawns and like kind of a game, which, which not, not pawns, but they are players in a game. You know, there's, mm-hmm. it is a game ultimately. It's a game, <laughs> you know, and um, <laughs> right. Um, it's like we're players in a game or something. Well, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> my, one of my favorite lines in this movie is when uh, I think it is from real life where they're talking about uh, the guy and they're like, they say they don't want to draft him or sign him because he has an ugly girlfriend. And it means he doesn't have confidence. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's how those old guys did it. They like That's how they were always taught to do it. That's how they did it. Like, you base it on weird non-baseball things. <laughs> right. You know, their, their idea of success was how much of, like, Mickey Mantle do they look like. Yeah. Which is, which is fine. You know, it's great for selling I mean, tickets. Mickey Mantle was a good player. Yeah, I mean, it's a good – if you can get someone who's like Mickey Mantle – that's great. Go ahead. A, lot people, a lot of people compared Mike Trout to Mickey Mantle and that worked out just fine. Yeah. Um, um, I think this movie deserves a lot of credit for its script because have you, have you read the book, Jake? I have not read the book. I'm okay. literally, I have. And I talked about this with my dad on the um, uh, Father's Day pod because we did mm-hmm. do a little bit about Moneyball. Um, it reads like an article. It's, it's an article. It's an extended mm-hmm. piece. It's, it's not, it's a good book. It's a great book, but it, it's, it's surely a piece of nonfiction. And it's a, it's like an informational text. It's not a story so much as this movie is. So I think Aaron Sorkin and Steven Zalian and the um, writers deserve a ton of credit for that because it turns something that could be very boring. It's numbers. It's uh, a sport, which, which a lot of people love, but like, I know people who hate baseball, don't like baseball, love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. And they make it really, really accessible, which I think, um, and, and that is a credit to Michael Lewis as well, the author of the book, because even though it is informational, it's still like very accessible. Right. Um, so I think, I think that's a real strength of this movie that doesn't get talked about a lot because it, it's an easygoing movie. So, so sometimes you don't really think too much about it, but yeah. um, that's what makes it so good is that it's easygoing and it's not hard to keep up with. Right. I think that's what's so also great about sports movies is the fact that they become they help you really explain the sport, certain sports and certain yes. roles. Like if you watch Moneyball, you have a pretty after that you have a pretty good understanding of how baseball works, especially the economics. Um, mm-hmm. It it also happens in you know more kind of major 
uh, you know, kind of public events. If you remember yeah. the Astros scandal with the cheating and everything, they're going to make a movie about that. I guarantee right. you. Definitely. They're, I think, I think they're working on it. I think LeBron studio is working on it. <laughs> Actually. I think that's a, Yeah, I think so. Um, wow. There was a player named Alex Bregman whose agent was connected to that uh, entertainment company. And he fired his agent after they announced that they were going to. Who's the big, who's the biggest star for them? Well, they're probably the their biggest star was is probably right now is Alex Bregman, who I don't think is very good, but that's just my opinion. Okay, um, who plays him? Who pl- who plays <sighs> him in the movie? Let, let's take a look at this guy. Okay. Okay. He's young. Uh, who yeah, who was the, who was the big Astros guy during this sign stealing incident? Like, what the timeline for this? Who would have been their biggest like guy? I mean, their big three are Jose Altuve. Yes, and Carlos Correa. Jose Altuve is really an incredibly very popular player. Because is this an Oscar Isaac role? Is this is this uh... maybe they might have to find <laughs> someone short because he's really short. Oscar um, Isaac's pretty short. I think this is Oscar Isaac's yeah, time. Yeah, this might be an Oscar <laughs> Isaac role. <laughs> yeah. um, who, would be, who plays... I would like to see him in that role. That would be yeah. good. Who plays the shady um, executive? <laughs> Who's the GM? I want to see who looks like him and who could work as like a slime ball. Tim Crane. Okay. Jeff Luno, or is he that the one? Is he now that? Uh, well, Jim Crane was the guy during the scandal. Okay, so let's let's look him up. (laughs) I like this. I like this. Uh, so for the for the Astros sign stealing movie, what would you call it? Uh. Well, wow, that's tricky. I had to think about that for a second. What's it has to be something with a double meaning, like a sign in baseball that means yeah, something. Yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. look at this guy. He's kind of old. Oh, uh, I'm trying to picture who Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> um, I always say Sam Rockwell. He'd be great at that. Sam Rockwell would be great at that. He looks like, a little uh, like Tom Hanks. Just kidding. He does not look like Tom Hanks. He looks like Tom Hanks a tiny bit in one picture. Yeah, um, a little so bit. Different. Hanks. Yeah. Honestly, I'd watch Hanks as a shady. Yeah, I'd watch executive. Hanks as a, as a GM. Yeah, that'd be sick. All right, let's go, Tom Hanks for the for the Astros movie. Okay, I'll direct it. You can you can help me write it. Yeah, this is. I um, <laughs> I think they're either making a docu series on it. I don't think they're making like a Moneyball style movie. I think they're making like a. No. I think uh, they're NBA. making a documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. But I I think it's. I mean, I th- I think they'll make a movie about it. It would though. be a great movie. It yeah. would be a great because I think didn't they make a movie about the Black Sox scandal in 1919 with the gambling and everything in baseball? Pro- probably I thought they at had. some at some point, yeah. Black, uh, I gotta look this up. Um, Eight Men Out. That okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty popular movie about this. Um, actually, it wasn't that popular. It didn't do that well. But it's from the 80s. Yeah, but um. Yeah, a movie about this in modern times, like Moneyball, would be great. Would be well, yeah, it would excellent, be a really good movie. Um, yeah, once, um, once they figure out actually what happened, <laughs> yeah, they don't have all, they haven't gotten all the yeah. answers yet. My so, favorite is the clip on uh, YouTube of the guy who's like right next to the dugout, and he's just go, he's like, "Hey guys, you gonna give the trophy back?" Hey, hey, hey guys, <laughs> he just he just doesn't stop. <laughs> it's so funny. I yeah. I'm almost I think here's, here's it's a been scandal. it's been here's fun. a new scandal. Oh. The Astros designed <laughs> COVID in order they to avoid to... playing a full baseball season and getting hit by pitches all year long. 
because now, and, and because to divide, now, divert attention away from themselves. Exactly, and because now, because of social distancing, you cannot charge the mound, and you can't like yeah. start fights and brawls. <laughs> so now they have their nice cushion of six feet. They're not going to be hit by the pitchers. They'll probably still be hit by the pitchers, but they'll, they won't yeah. really be hit by the pitchers. They got away with it perfectly, and they um, put the wool over our eyes. So let's go back to Moneyball. Um, right. Anyway. So, um, we were talking about before. I just want to talk about the cast a little bit. Um, excellent cast for this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. The top five credited on IMDb, um, and one of them wasn't super famous, but it's Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Robin Wright, who's barely in this movie, and Chris Pratt, who was not famous at the time, but yeah. uh, as we all know, became really famous. Um, I just want to say, we were talking about how uh, Art Howe and Paul D. Podesta, how they like, got kind of shafted by the casting in this movie, appearance-wise. Yeah. Billy Bean got a very good boost uh, by <laughs> Brad Pitt to play him. I sometimes don't even... I, sometimes I love um, biopics like this where they don't do makeup to make the person look like the person, and they just, like, it's just Brad Pitt. It's just Brad Pitt. I, like, I think oh, it's I think it's because nobody knows what Billy Bean looks like, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean... It's like, you can't have, like, a JFK movie and just have... Um, like Jonah Hill be JFK and like not put makeup on him. <laughs> you know, I see a little bit of a, I can kind of see why they would pick. I mean, I, I know why they would pick Brad Pitt, but I can kind of well, see a Brad, little Brad bit. Brad Pitt looks like a former baseball player. Yeah, definitely. He definitely looks like the type that would have been, that would have played five seasons. I wonder if he did play baseball. He might've, he, he I, looks like a baseball player. Yeah. He looks like a baseball player. Sometimes they get that just right. That's why I think they also need him for the Astros movie for someone else. Yeah. I think he would fit in perfectly with that too. Mm -hmm. Um, No, Brad Pitt's great um, because this is kind of post-peak Brad Pitt, but um, I could honestly say he's heading into another peak now. He just won an Oscar. He's been in a bunch of acclaimed stuff. Um, So it's kind of like Brad Pitt. Like Billy Bean is kind of a – Brad Pitt's way more of an achiever, overachiever than – Billy Bean is Billy Bean is much more of an underachiever because he he didn't go to college and he ended up going straight to the majors and that's that's a big part of his character. But he's kind of playing a version of Brad Pitt. Like his his glory days are over, but he it's this was kind of the start of the new Oscars Brad Pitt. Uh, I don't know if Billy uh, Benjamin Button came out before this or not, but I don't care because the movie is really weird and trash. But um, he this is kind of the start of a new peak for him. And it, it's kind of cool to see there's, there's a bit of a parallel between Billy Bean and Brad Pitt. Um, so I, I, I think he's perfect here. We have a uh, category later, which is like recast it. If it was made in 2020 instead. And I, I had a bit of a trouble with that one. I have a couple ideas, but. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think, <sighs> I think the interesting part about Brad Pitt playing this role is the fact, as you were saying, you know, with, with, with all of the, um, with the fact that he was kind of returning and making his own comeback and, and there's a parallel arc there. I think it's also the fact that I don't normally really know a whole lot of, to be, even begin with, I don't think, I mean, were there any real like sports movies on the rise to begin with? Like what was what do you mean? Like, like was coming out with sports movies of this kind of level, putting out actors like this, was this like a common thing at all? Or, or um, what? Sports movies have always been made and they always will be, but like yeah. with actors of this caliber and like 
with writers of this caliber, that hadn't happened. Like Hoosiers, a little bit with Gene Hackman and Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. That was the 80s. Ro- the Rockies, but the Rockies got less, got more and more campy and funny as it went on. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Million Dollar Baby mm-hmm. is another one that I'd say is similar. But honestly, I think that's another one that's a drama that has sports in it as opposed to a sports movie. That's right. about boxing, but that, that was a heat. That one best picture. That was that's another sports movie that won best picture. I forgot, but mm-hmm. um, that is that's the only one around this time that I could think of. I'm sure there are other examples I'm missing, but but this did kind of usher in a new era because we we we're getting a lot more thoughtful sports movies after this. I think. All right, I'm back. Oh, you're back. What was the last thing you heard me say? Because I'll just start from there. I think. We were starting, we were like two sentences in. Okay. So there, there have been a lot of thoughtful sports movies after this, a lot. And this is kind of the era of when that started happening. Like in the years before this, there was The Fighter with Christian Bale, and that's a pretty good boxing movie. And there was um, The Blind Side, which was huge, but uh, not that great of a movie. Um, and, and I was talking about uh, Million Dollar Baby is a very well beloved it's 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 another one that i'd call a drama movie with boxing in it as opposed right. to a sports movie um but that one best picture um so this did kind of usher in along with the fighter and the blind side a new era of sports movies in which like it's sports but like you feel it you know <laughs> like right. yeah. um it's, like. It's, it's 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 got darkness it's got depression i mean we just had four versus Ferrari, which had a big uh, father son theme. We just had um, the way back with Ben Affleck, which is about, about like alcoholism and. Right. Um, so yeah, I think Moneyball definitely. It wasn't Patient Zero. It wasn't the first to do that, but it, it, it ushered in a new era of sports movies. It helped usher in, in which, um, the main characters have depression. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just on IMDb right here. I'm just going to say the mm-hmm. the plot keywords here are strategy. Baseball statistics, voiceover, and meeting. So, huh. Yeah. Um, the tagline is "What are you really worth?" That's actually a really good tagline. <laughs> I, I like that tagline. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I think um, the first time I saw it, I was like fifteen. I was at my grandparents' house and I watched it with my grandparents and my dad. And, and, and uh, I, this is really kind of what got me more into baseball. I'm, obviously, I had to ask you a bunch of questions about basic things that everybody knows about baseball. But but I will watch it. I'm, I'm a Nationals fan. Um, I will definitely watch it. And, and right. I really enjoy it. And I think this movie helped that. It helped me understand it more. It helped me see it more as like a, not an art form, but like a, a, a refined thing. Um, right. And for that, sure. That's what I was, what was going to say with also with the Astros scandal was the fact that even though there was a, an event with cheating, it required everyone who was paying attention to it to understand baseball. They had to figure out yep. why it was a big deal. You'd understand the, I, I heard this description um, off of, um, there's, there's a couple of podcasters, John boy media. They do some really great sports, you know, podcasts. And they were talking about this and it was, I thought it was interesting because it was, you know, no one ever really thinks about how much exposure baseball is getting. Yeah in a positive way where you're introducing new people to the sport, you know, where people are like, Oh, they're stealing signs because they have to give them. And then it's a really complex kind of thing. And you have to guess what the pitch is coming in and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. people kind of appreciate the, the, um, the difficult, how difficult it really is to hit and how much it took for someone to actually be good. They had to cheat. They had to use cameras and stuff. Um, so I think with this, you know, with this movie, you're starting to kind of see, First mm-hmm. of all, how much it really takes to be 
great at the game. I mean, yep. you know, there was someone you kind of saw a failed career and you kind of have to see, okay, if that person had this failed career and all these other players are kind of like, they've been under the radar. How much does it take to be Derek Jeter? You know what I mean? How yeah. much does it take to be, to become you know, this, yeah. uh, or take a lot of steroids, your call yeah. um, <laughs> up to you, um, up to you, your decision, <laughs> not going to judge, just going to yeah. judge. Um, do you want to move into uh, categories now? Yeah, sure. We'll move in categories. Um, also, I want to say one of, like I said, one of the um, plot keywords is voiceover. I don't, is there, a, there's no narration in this movie. <laughs> no. There's not a voiceover in this movie. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So our first, our first award is best performance. And this is easy. Yeah. It's, it's not really fair because he's the main character and he does so well at it, but it, it is Brad Pitt. Scott Hatterberg. Oh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Chris Pratt. <laughs> Scott Hatterberg, who's not in the movie. <laughs> for hitting that for big trade. home run. <laughs> yeah. Um, but shout out Jonah Hill. Shout out Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, yeah, they did. Good. They did. The, guy, the guys who play that. I really like the, the old guys in the, in the bullpen. Yeah, they were great. Those guys are great because yeah. I think some of them are actually old guys from baseball. I think some of them are actually bullpen guys. Yeah, the ones think... with the ones with a lot of lines are actors. Yeah, no, they like are, the they ones are that actually... interact with Brad Pitt are actors, but the ones that are just talking there and say stuff are old baseball people. I think. Yeah, the, the scouts yeah. are actually real scouts. I mean, they yeah, just mean the so. scouts after him, you know. Yeah, Barry yeah, yeah. Scout Barry. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think they're great. Uh, so ultimately, Brad Pitt, uh, for reasons that we've just been talking about, but I think Jonah Hill is a really, really close second. Yeah, I think he had. I think he really had a tremendous supporting role. I don't think a lot to, of people could have pulled that off. To, to say um, something, to, to 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 be that guy, Jake. He mm-hmm. he hit it out of the park. He he, he hit a touchdown, bro. <laughs> uh, next up, we have worst performance. I'm um, uh, gonna give that to the athletic bullpen at the end of the game for blowing a 12 run lead. How does that a, happen? It's not a. That's How does that happen? Thing. That's not an acting thing. We're, we're not talking about, the, perform- we're not talking about the performance of the team. <laughs> it just makes no sense. <laughs> You're criticizing the movie for portraying a thing that happened in real life. No, I am upset about the athletics bullpen. <laughs> okay, we'll give it to them. Yeah, I don't think there's, just... there's no bad acting in this movie. Imagine if the bullpen hadn't blown that game. They just won 12 to 1. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, um, I think I'm. I think I am going to get hired by uh, the Red Sox over there. I'll see you guys later. I don't know. Uh, the only iffy acting I'd say in this movie is, um, and I feel bad about saying this. And I'm going to say it real quickly. Uh, the parts with the daughter don't really land for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. That's a Hollywood thing. Yeah, it's that's definitely the like of... the like you got to care about Billy Bean. Also, Robin Wright's barely in this. She's okay as the ex-wife. She's fine. Yeah, she's she, fine. She has no time in the movie to really be good or bad, I'd say. So I thought the ex-husband was I think he did fine. I thought he was a little weird, but I thought it was You fine. you wanna know why? Because that's because Sp- it's Spike Jones, uh d- movie director. Guy's not an actor. Oh. That's why. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. This is probably why he's not a great actor. Um I don't I'm not gonna give it to the daughter because she was a kid and it's not her fault that I don't think those parts landed. So yeah, let's go with the bullpen for blowing that. For blowing the <laughs> despite that not being acting. <laughs> okay, um, what was the next one? Probably you I just had it pulled up. Uh, what hasn't aged well? The parts with the daughter, I'd say. 
Yeah, I also think. Um, I think you could take I also that. I think out. the winning streak because it was eventually beaten by the Cleveland Indians. Right, but but Jake, <laughs> you, you, that's it's not. <laughs> I don't think on, you understand the concept here. From yeah, a movie I think, perspective. Yeah, I think the part with, with the her singing, of the story. Yeah, with her singing the song and the guitar is like. Yeah, that was forced. It's like they go to the guitar store and he gets her the guitar and she's like, Dad, and blah, blah. And I'm watching it and I'm like, can, can we watch Chris Pratt hit more home runs? Please? <laughs> exactly. like, can, can we go back to the... I want to watch Chris Pratt field ground balls, please. Also, I didn't mention this before. One of my favorite scenes is um, when he's on the phone trying to get all those trades and like with his secretary. Yes, and, like, those are so, great scenes. Great scene. I live um, for those scenes, man. <laughs> I, think, I think what this movie does, though, is it makes people want to... With a lot of these movies that happens, like like cop movies, that makes kids want to become police officers. Which, I'm not getting into that. Uh, <laughs> with like uh, forensics movies, they're like, oh, I want to be a forensics guy, like like Sherlock, and I'll figure out and solve the mystery. With this, it's like, oh, I want to become a GM or, or work in the front office. I'll work with these guys. I'll do whatever. It none of it is ex- is ex- exciting as this. Like, yeah, it I doesn't agree. work this way, you know. Yeah, this is the most of the GM movies I've seen. There's a movie called Draft Day with Kevin Costner. This is one of the most batshit insane movies I've ever seen. Where he's the GM <laughs> of the Cleveland Browns, right? And like he does all this wild, wild shit, and he has all these crazy conversations. Like this is, I'd say, fairly realistic. But like the phone tag conversations, like the high intensity of that, no, that doesn't happen. You know? Yeah, I think like it's... The, they. It's a movie thing, like. Yeah, I don't think GMs. GMs generally don't act no. like that. A lot oh, of if you kind of like... if you work in a GM's office, you even become the GM. Ninety percent of the time, you're on your computer looking at stats. You're just filing stats. Yeah, or you're just yeah, you're reading reports of players. They, yeah. you know, with analytics departments, a lot of the time it's these it's you know these teams who are like. Yeah, I would never. I don't think I would. Go find work. me an offensive player. Right. I don't think I'd ever work in a sport that I I'd work for like hockey or football because I don't really like those sports. I think I, I couldn't work in a basketball place because I think it would ruin basketball for me. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think it, I think because like like if you're that. if you retire or you get so say you do that, you get a different job, you move to politics, some of them move to politics you, or you're a lawyer and you go back to law or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't turn on the TV and watch a basketball game or a baseball game after that. No, like it makes you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So age the worst. I'd say the daughter stuff. I, I, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, I think it's I think it's weird. It's it's okay. I get why it's, it's fine. Weird. It's just like, hey, Dad, I want to hear this yeah. Hollywood and if it's true, it's... song. Well, you know, you know, yeah, you know, um, you know, <laughs> um, Billy Bean was married during this time. He was he had remarried, so he wasn't like this big lonely oh, guy okay. that they portray. But they just uh, apparently her scenes were deleted. That lady. So oh. there's a bit of lie. There's a bit of lying in, in there. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's you gotta do what you it's gotta Hollywood, do. The character's complete. You know? I, I mean, I'm I'm ha- I'm surprised it's as accurate as it is. So <laughs> right, yeah, I think there was actually a, there was so much like research. The fact that they, even, they had that home run that was real. That's like yeah. That's a... <laughs> yeah, the fact that the home run actually happened and wasn't right. like a movie thing is awesome. Um, what's the next thing? Is it recast for 2020? <sighs> do you All have any played... ideas about this? Listen. Okay, the, this. Charles, I, uh... Charles and I have talked about this before for movies oh, in, in one of our episodes. It's hard to do with movies that were made 10 years ago because I, you could conceivably make this in 2020 with Brad Pitt. Like he yeah. looks the same and he I acts the same. I think he's kind <laughs> of like, I think he was next to the perfect choice for this. I couldn't imagine yeah. a better, 
a bit. Apparently Clooney yeah. was considered at one point. I don't really see Clooney. I don't know. Clooney's too, he's too, like, uh, he, he, Clooney doesn't look like a baseball player. No, he looks like he would design the clothes for the, <laughs> for the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... I mean, he's he's getting older. He's in this movie. Could you see Chris Pratt as Billy Bean? I don't know if he's smart enough. I think at a certain age, maybe. I Not think now. He's a little, I don't think he's really. I don't know if he's really serious enough to be. I think a lot. I think yeah. I, the way I perceive him as, you know, I perceive him as Star Lord. So yeah. I'm kind of like. <laughs> um, <laughs> like uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah. Do you have any for Billy Bean? <sighs> you know. I mean, let me look. I need to look at a picture of this person to see if it's actually real. Let's see if, if, if my idea is uh, maybe Tom Cruise, probably not. Tom I don't Cruise, really think... maybe. I, maybe. I, that's more conceivable to me. That's actually that's a pretty good choice. That's yeah. I think, I, I think you put need, his hair the I, right way. I think you need a guy, and Tom Cruise is still huge, who was huge in the '90s and is on a decline now. Right. That's not honestly. That's probably not even Tom Cruise because he's he's still, still popular, he's like still climbing the mountain. Like he he hasn't right. reached his peak yet. <laughs> um. Right. Oh, his birthday's tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, Tom Cruise! Happy birthday, Tom Cruise! The Johnny Depp. Like happy birthday. Johnny Depp, is he, I was is thinking he too, weird? Maybe. too weird. I think he's a little too weird. I think he'd like shoot oh. his assistant. Oh, wait. If he didn't like no, it. I got it. I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. I think it would be good. He was in a sports movie last year. He has the kind of qualities. He's not, he's kind of rugged he, or he can be. He can be Southern. I, Matt Damon? Yeah. I think Matt Damon. I I'm going to go with Matt Damon. I, I'd cast Matt Damon. Matt Damon would be good. If, if you couldn't get. Yeah. It would either, yeah, yeah, like, like Brad Pitt's the whole idea, but like Damon right. could be good. Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Wait, no, we're ignoring. Smith. We're, we're ignoring who'd be perfect in this movie. Who would be perfect? Mark Wahlberg. Oh, that would be. So, oh my God, can you imagine this movie with Mark Wahlberg? I don't think I want to. The part <laughs> you, you know, the part where he throws the baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude, oh! he like throws it and he like beats people up and he goes, I could have prevented 9-11. <laughs> you ever heard that quote? No. Oh, Ma- yes. Mark Wahlberg yes. claims that he could have prevented 9-11. Mark Wahlberg is built different, all right? Yeah. <laughs> he's just different than all of us. <laughs> he's, he's just, you don't understand him. Rip to you, but I am different. Ethan um, Hawke, that's, that's another one that Charles and I always talk about. He, hmm. Maybe. Ethan Hawke, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, yeah. I think Matt Damon's a good pick, though. I, I'd go I think I could, definitely see him, I could definitely see him throwing a baseball bat nonchalantly to the side after yeah. destroying yeah. a boombox. Yeah. yeah. What about – Um. we'll only do, like, the top three roles because I, I, don't, I don't care who you right, cast yeah. it's Scott Hadberg. For all the baseball Scout players, they're Hardy. unknowns. Um, but who, who plays the Jonah Hill role? You need, like, a young guy. Jonah Hill's tricky. I think – you know nah, – I'm just kidding. <laughs> Adam Driver. Adam, um, <laughs> Adam Driver as Billy Veen? He's young, but like in a couple of years? I don't know. I don't yeah, think so. You know, maybe if you cut his hair. Yeah. I could actually see Adam Driver playing one of the roles for the Astros. Yes. 
No, that'd actually be perfect. Because He'd be great. As like a the bit report, of a guy. And yeah, right. yeah. The report was that how this scandal worked was that they had a couple of younger guys yeah. who were in charge of actually getting everything set up. I think he would be great. I think he'd be great for that role. I think he'd be very good for that role. Um, yeah, so Jonah Hill was said, like Jonah Hill was like twenties, thirties ish when this movie's made. So I'm trying I'm trying to think of people in the right time frame for this. It's harder with recent movies because, again, you could get Jonah Hill, you know? Right. Um, Channing not, Tatum. Not Seth Rogen. <sighs> no. Not... Trying to think of people in that Christopher Mintz Poisset. I don't know how to pronounce that. What, the, the, the other kid from Superbad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Owen Wilson, you know, Luke Wilson. Ice Cube. Dave Franco. Just kidding. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. I think that'd be a perfect choice. A young for the Leonardo number two DiCaprio. guy. <laughs> yeah, for the number two guy. I'm, is he older than Matt? Da- he might be older than Matt Damon. <laughs> Who's fresh out of Yale. Who could be um, Matt Damon's like like little sidekick? I don't know. Bill Hader. Um, Bill Hader. Yeah. John Mulaney. Uh, we're just naming at, we're just naming comedians. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Why are we uh, naming comedians? This isn't even a funny role. Like it doesn't need to be a comedian. <laughs> Not really. Well, best young actor because I I know myself. I won't be able to like sleep tonight knowing that I didn't cast this role. So I need to. I'm gonna Google nice young man. <laughs> see what comes up. Okay. Uh, getting nice. some good results so far. How, I, I can't get a grasp on how old he is in this movie, or is supposed to be. I think, well, he's supposed to be about 23, 24. Okay, so young. Because he just got a degree from Yale in economics. Right? Yeah. I wonder how old was was uh, was Jonah Hill when he did this? 2011, so he would have been... He, he was 28. Yeah, he's 20. Okay, so that's that sounds about right. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Um, yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I think that would be that could be a good rule for him. Yeah. Yeah. LaBeouf. I think he might be he a little he, too 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 tall. Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, yeah, you five, need somebody who's like small. You need somebody oh, wait, who's no, he's five than... nine. Never mind. He's not that wait, tall. He's five nine? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I do not know that. That's they use camera Damon, tricks. Damon's only five ten though. Yeah, Matt Damon needs to be like. Okay, they'll get him lifts. It'll be. Fun. <laughs> they'll get him lifts. Um, ooh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's too old now, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like forty. So. <laughs> yeah. Miles Teller. Yeah, maybe. Whiplash. Yeah. He he hits me. He's kind of. Um, yeah, I see it, you know. I there's one it. that I'm not going to say because he's shrouded in controversy now with some allegations, so I'm not going to say him, but I think he would actually be perfect. I'll tell you Maybe later. No, his friend Brie Larson, yes, Brie Larson. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with Shia LaBeouf, I think he'd be good at that. I think he'd be good for that, okay. And then, and then finally, problem. finally, who, who could be Art Howe, the kind of like the, the asshole That's manager tricky. who. It's tricky. I think you need a bit of a character actor. I mean, I say it every time, but Sam Rockwell would actually kill it at that. Um, oh, uh, Woody Harrelson? He'd be good. Woody Harrelson. 
Woody Harrelson yeah. is like a past his prime, like used yes, to play baseball. Yeah. yeah. Who played um, the dad from Good Luck Charlie? Oh, that guy. Yeah. Honestly, that. <laughs> I think that would be honestly that guy. I just typed in. I just typed in "Good Lucky Charlie." <laughs> that guy so. looks like a linebacker. <laughs> like that guy looks. Like... Yeah, I think he, is. <laughs> he probably was. <laughs> no, yeah, honestly, that guy would be great at it. Eric Allen Kramer. Yeah, uh, yeah I like that. I, I like so. that. Eric, Eric. Okay, Woody Harrelson. If he's not available, get Eric Allen Kramer because he's definitely available. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's all you need. Okay. The next question, the next topic. Okay, so we're going Matt Damon, Shia LaBeouf, Woody Harrelson slash Eric Allen Kramer. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I think um, so, so now let's move on to our next um, topic, right. which is uh, could you watch this with your grandparents? Yeah, I did. Yeah, definitely. That's, I think they'd be. I think they'd be very interested in that. Yeah. No, this um, is a great. This is a. Uh, we were saying this is probably a dad movie. Uh, grandparents yeah, definitely. with your grandma. The, the, that is like this is more of a question. Like, is it uncomfortable to watch with your grandparents? Ab- absolutely not. There's no sex. There's no. No, anything. no there's nothing like that. No violence. Um, no. Could you watch it with your dog? Probably not. Answer. Nah, probably not. they probably get <laughs> Okay, um, dogs do not like statistics. Sabermetrics. The wild card, uh, which is something Charles usually comes up uh, up with, and he just springs on me. I'm going to do it on you, but we've already answered this okay. question. I was going to say, what statistics based or whatever? What's a biopic about a lesser seen thing in sports that you'd like to see? But I feel like we we're just right. talking about the Astros thing. I think we could find a second one. Well, I was talking I about Daryl Morey um, and the Rockets. I think seeing the three-point um, being yeah, brought into the good. NBA and have have that as a plot in the NBA, like and and the the statistics change in that. I think it's much. There's no real. There, the Rockets did had a uh, uh, a very uh, about like fifteen. I think it was fifteen game winning streak. Um, right. And then they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, but it, it showed how his system worked. It literally is the plot yeah. of Moneyball. Like, if you made this movie, it's the same yeah. movie, but it's just baseball, yeah. basketball. It only, you know, kind of feels like the same kind of market team. I, mean, yeah. I think they're <laughs> they're obviously popular with 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 Harden and, and Westbrook, but they they still have that kind of I don't know that kind of smaller town feel. But uh, I think well, back uh, then they were they didn't have any. They had Yao Ming, that was their star, but he was always hurt. That's true. He was always hurt that's though. True. So yeah, here's actually I just was thinking about this. This is kind of unrelated, but. Harden and Westbrook with Durant were on the Thunder. Yeah. And they moved about, I don't know, how many miles? 850 miles down south to uh, Houston to play, or yeah, to play down in Houston. And uh, they were they were in Oklahoma City, and now they find themselves again together in, in, in Houston, unless I'm way behind and something happened to the Rockets, in which case Harden and Westbrook, I, Harden and Westbrook are still on the team, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, no, Harden actually, I'd see that movie about the big three of them and how it got broken up and how they would, the Harden yeah. trade is like notoriously terrible in basketball. I would be very interested in. That I'd watch that movie. I also think another good movie, but I'm a Yankees fan, so I'm going to say it anyway. But another good movie would be the Dynasty of the of the 1990s Yankees. The 1990s Yankees. 1990s Yankees. We have that. One. That exists. It's called Seinfeld seasons four, uh, six through. Come on, <laughs> George, yeah, George Costanza. 
Larry. He was a vital. Larry actor. David as um, uh, Steinbrenner. <laughs> um, so yeah, oh, I'd, nope. I'd say the Astros, um, the Rockets, uh, the the D- Thunder, um, Kevin Durant saga. I also think the that. women's soccer team would be interesting. Yeah, that's not even related to stats, but I yeah. think it would just be interesting. Yeah. Movie on uh um, okay yeah I think, the, I think the yankees with the three world series in a row and also how stein because Steinbrenner was insane so it'd be kind of interesting to see how he how he dealt with creating a kind of dynasty and, and uh gene michael mm. but that's just kind of my yankee string so now this leads us to our last topic and our final question that is the title of our show is it worth it yeah unfortunately i'm gonna have to say no on this one i hate this i hate this movie <laughs> This has all just been set up before I say, but <laughs> given all these reasons I said earlier, I hate it. This movie is not worth watching. <laughs> no, it's definitely worth watching. But I think this this watching. begs a question um, because even though I, I said I don't really like baseball, I've gotten into it more because of the movie. I do like basketball. I like learning more about that. If you're not a big sports person, is this movie worth watching? I think is a better question. I think so. I think so for think... the performances and the writing's pretty good. You definitely won't I, get as much out of it, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, I think the sports is a kind of um, ancillary kind of development. Mm-hmm. I mean, or the the, the games themselves. Mm-hmm. I think they're obviously vital because it became all about the winning streak and everything like that. But I think it's a lot of kind of you know proof of concept and and being able to assure yourself that you're not crazy when there's a room of people telling you that you are. Sure. You know? there's something really interesting about that just besides sports i think yeah i think it's definitely a movie that people who aren't really interested in baseball could watch because they don't have to watch a baseball game <laughs> right <laughs> they just have to I watch like, nine and exists so somewhat interesting. So <laughs> here's the deal i played little league for a few years and um i think six innings was too long i was a catcher <laughs> well so yeah you had, had to, you had yeah i had to crouch for six yeah. innings and let me tell you something Baseball games should be three innings. So you're qualified. You're qualified. <laughs> I'm qualified to say that baseball games are too long. Um, yeah. Hit us up, MLB. We'll, we'll completely redesign everything. Yeah, we'll annex, will we'll annex the uh, Houston Astros. Just get rid of them. Will right. <laughs> They don't exist. Um, Trash they them. actually never existed. We, we like revisionist history it and like wipe all mention of them from any of the books ever. <laughs> Exactly. Semi fascistic uh, um, takeover of the MLB. Um, do you have any final thoughts about Moneyball? We talked a lot about it and baseball as a whole. I think this kind of turned into a hybrid Moneyball slash just baseball in general baseball <laughs> podcast. Kind of general I, I enjoy that though. That's that's why we have you on here because yes. obviously I, I, I brought in your horizons. Well, yeah, you talk about. Because you you were just saying like you you don't certain you certainly don't watch movies as much or as often as me and Charles do. So, so yeah. we like having you because you bring a a bit of difference and like kind of like you you bring some you bring a new flavor to the table. I bring the world to your you hands. Do. Yeah, but any any wrapping break my hands. <laughs> final thoughts about this? Um, yeah, I think besides, I'm just gonna throw in there. Uh, Baseball seasons are too long. Should not be 162 games. It should be 95. But besides that, I think yep. um, 
to anyone who has listened to this podcast for an hour and still hasn't seen this movie, <laughs> yeah, is not a big baseball fan. I would definitely say watch it because we just kind of went over this. But I think, first of all, there's no time like the present. Second of all, what else are you going to do in quarantine? Third of all, <laughs> what else? Yeah. What do you else do? Third of all, we're all just stuck think... at home. You can watch this movie. If you don't like it, just put on a different movie. You have nowhere to go. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I also think that this movie, you know, speaks a lot about failure. Um, I think an interesting aspect of baseball is the greatest players hit successfully three out of 10 times. So seven out of the 10 times they step up to the plate, they fail, strike yeah. out or get out, they fail. And they talk about that in the movie. And I think, you know, after so much failure, it's nice to see a couple wins. And it's nice for 2020 to see after so much failures, we're going to start to bat 300. Listen, we failed so far out of the 710 <laughs> at bats we had in 2020. These are the three at bats we're starting to have now. So we're going to get a couple hits here. All right. So if you want a movie that's going to let you feel like things can start to have an upswing, which, good Lord, we all need. <laughs> I think this is a good movie for that. Yeah, and it, but it also shows that like failing is okay too. Like yes, like you 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 go on an upswing. There are ups and downs in life. You can, you know. And Billy Bean is still chasing for that World Series ring, and he's not going to get. Who does he work for? <laughs> Just now? getting days. Still, he's like yeah, he's like vice president, and he owns team stuff. I thought he left, and the, did he leave and came back? Nope. No, oh. he, he always stayed with the team. Uh, and, uh, if it, I'm going off of the movie, I don't know if this is true. This is uh, my last thing. He turned down yeah. that offer from the Red Sox. Twelve million. Should he have done that? <laughs> um, I don't know. They won the World Series. From the Red Sox perspective, it was good that he rejected it yeah. because they didn't need him. They just needed his concept because they won the World Series. Two what years about later. him? Him, I think. Bad. It's, a, it's a bad move. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, I think career-wise it's stupid, but I also think that it's bad for him personally because he has to keep watching the Yankees beat them in the playoffs. <laughs> Listen, in 2018, they just lost the wild card to the Yankees. Um, they, I can't – it's very frustrating because they're a great team now. They're, they're a strong team. They have some really tremendous talent as a team, and I think that it's, it stinks – because the Astros are there in their division. <laughs> they've been cheating for the past two years, and they've been taking away possible spots that the Athletics could have had. And that stinks. They got cheated out of that. They should literally get reparations for that. They should get they should get payment for that because it was it, they. The other team was a fraud, and they beat them out of a division title, which means a lot more ticket sales and a lot more potential to actually go deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think the Athletics are like the Nationals in the sense that they are definitely kind of a soul-based team. Their salary numbers are way down compared to Washington, D.C. because it's D.C. But I think they kind of have the same kind of style and approach um, as organizations. They look for players that step up when they can. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what the Athletics one day will probably be able to do. In a, in a playoff run i think everything will line up for them in a way where all their players start to get hits at the right time i don't think they'll ever dominate but i think they'll be the team that surprises everyone but didn't surprise the people in the front office sure cool yeah uh yeah. thanks for doing this this is fun yeah man 
I appreciated it. Yeah, it was. It's very fun. We'll to do we'll, we'll see you back on Tuesday with our Harry Potter episode. Yeah. We can talk endlessly about why Hufflepuff sucks. I thought you Just were kidding. a Hufflepuff. No, I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay. I was a Hufflepuff for a little okay. bit <laughs> until you transferred. I I got traded. <laughs> I like first being... round pick. First round pick for first round pick. Cash considerations. <laughs> Damn player to be named. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that must be such a blow, right? When you get traded for cash. Yeah, I'd rather money than you. I'd rather be sent down than traded for cash. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to plug? Uh, if you want to listen to some nice, cool acoustic music, Jake music, uh, one word on YouTube. Uh, my Instagram is filmclip19, which one day might change, but hopefully soon. Oh my god. Um, and uh, also, uh, check out uh, Failure to Launch. It's a podcast that I've been cool. recently watching, uh, watching with my own two eyes, not listening to. Um, yeah, you, uh, so wait, so are you in the van when I'm recording in my room? I see the telescope into my. Is that you? Okay. Yes, I'm the one who actually has the periscope that goes right up to your bedroom yes. window. Okay, finally, I, I was wondering. Yes. I was wondering about that. Finally, um, yeah. So, if you want to uh, see my reviews for movies, I'm Ryan John on Letterbox. I think I do a good job. Um, I don't know. I'm tired. I'd agree. Um, uh, you want to email us? We are podcastfailurelaunch at gmail dot com. Um, we love receiving emails. We've we've received a few in the past. Um, Twitter, we're at launch failure. Uh, Instagram, we're failure to launch podcast. Uh, Charles is ch02 on Letterbox. He writes good reviews as well. Uh, thank you to uh, Jake Music. Jake, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. the theme, um, and thank you for coming as well. Um, we, we'll, we'll we'll have you back soon. Um, fan favorite that you are. Um, I look forward to it. Yeah, it's like four days away, um, and then. Um, yeah, everybody just have a good uh, weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a racist. Uh, it's not good for business. It's not good for business. It's not good for anyone. It's not good for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to end it. All right, see you guys next week. Perfect next way. Week. Yep. Yeah. Failure to love. Is it worth it though?